we return to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. We're going to share a feature. It's the Missouri Bars program, Is It Legal To? And we'll feature some different topics over the next couple of months because navigating the legal system, a daunting task. Missouri Nets Bob Pretty and Farrah Fight from the Missouri Bar spoke to Diane Howard about family law. And Farrah, it seems to me that anybody who practices family law has to know an awful lot of stuff. And I hope I don't make lawyers with more specific practices upset if I say that. But family law has to cover a huge number of issues. And a lot of family law is about fortunate as well as unfortunate family relationships. It can range from divorce, annulment, property settlements, alimony, child custody and visitation, and more. We're going to talk about all these issues and more with Diane Howard, who practices family law, personnel and employment law, and education law with the Limbaugh Law Firm in Cape Girardeau. She was chairman of the Missouri Bar's family law section a few years ago, and also started our family law conference that's now been going strong for 20 plus years. So welcome to our program, Diane. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'd like to start our discussion with the definition of the word family, (laughs) because We seem to have so many different kinds of families today. The idea of family law is really a broad area of the law. Many people who practice family law practice in different areas. So so it's hard to say what a family lawyer is. Some people do divorce law who are family lawyers. Other people, a very common area of the law is what we call paternity cases, which that can be a whole presentation itself, and it's confusing to the public. And uh, paternity cases, they'll, most people say, well, does that mean paternity testing? Which it doesn't mean paternity t- t- testing, but those are cases involving child custody and child support when parties aren't married. Uh, those are like divorce cases, except we're not dealing with property. We're only dealing with the child but when parties aren't married. Also, juvenile cases fall under family law. Uh, adoption cases fall under family law. And also, sometimes with many par- many practitioners, they deal with guardianships, cases like those they consider under family law because those deal with issues involving families. So family law can be a very broad term for lots of areas of practice. Would you say that family law and all of its different aspects is probably the most likely touch point that a citizen would ever have with the courts or the court system? Domestic practice, family law or or domestic practice or criminal law. The bulk of cases, legal cases in our court system are either domestic cases, as we call them domestic cases, or our criminal cases. Those are the most common. Are you seeing very much pre-marriage questions raised these days? No. No. Very few people are involved in anti-nuptial or anti, not being A-N-T-I, not A-N-T-I as against, (laughs) but anti-A-N-T-E, meaning pre. Very few people see an attorney before they get married and and do any kind of prenuptial planning. We did do an episode earlier this year on love and marriage, and both of those lawyers 
recommended highly that you have a prenup. Yes. <laughs> they said most people don't take the time to do it, but it can uh, prevent a lot of hardship down yes. the road. Well, one of the reasons that, that I would recommend, and most people think that you have to have a lot of money or something like that, but one of my recommendations to people in talking with an attorney before they're married is that it encourages couples to talk about issues that they often don't talk about before they're married. And I find when I talk with clients about issues associated with getting married, the, the parties are, are very surprised at the responses that they get from each other and say, well, we haven't really thought about that or we haven't really talked about that. And um, I suggest to them that now is a very good time to be talking about these extremely important issues about how they're plan to handle their finances or, uh, you know, are you going to maintain two bank accounts or one bank account or how are you going to handle your household finances uh, if they have children from previous marriages or what are they going to do about finances involving them and, you know, they, they look at each other with blank stares and, you know, it's not my life, but I just suggest to them that these are maybe discussions that need to be had now. Uh, because those are some of the kinds of issues that arise and they find troublesome when they've already walked down the aisle and find that they're not on the same page. If you have failed to plan though, and you've been in a relationship, a marriage, and things have gone south and it's not working out, do you find folks or couples that come to you asking you to help solve their marital problems or their marital relationship? Are you a, are you a counselor no. in more than one way? No, I'm not a counselor. <laughs> I've, if I've said it once, I've said it probably 10,000 times that I took three hours of gen psych in 1974. And even though I got an A, my three hours of gen psych does not qualify me <laughs> to give any type of counseling or advice. I'm an attorney. I took three years of legal, formal legal training, which resulted in me getting a doctorate in law. So, so that's what I do for a living. I have a doctorate in law and three hours of gin psych. <laughs> so I am not a counselor. And when my clients are distraught, which I, I would not have a couple coming to me, I would have a client coming to me. And uh, if I have a client who needs to talk to someone, um, there are lots of people to whom they can speak, friends and families and counselors and, you know, pastors and best friends and the person in the next carol at work or whoever, but not me. Um, they are hiring me as a professional to do what I am trained to do, and that is give them legal advice. For couples that don't get married, but just establish long-term relationships and mm -hmm. buy property together and have a family together. What complications are there for them? Well, lots of them. Uh, there are two types of legal actions available to those parties when things go awry, and it is more complicated when there is not a marriage involved. There are legal actions in association with their property, both personal property and real property. So if parties purchase property together, jointly hold property, then they may have to go through a civil action for the splitting up of that property. Just like if you have siblings that own property together and 
they no longer can hold that property together in a civil fashion. There's There are causes of action to partition their ownership so that one of them owns half and the other owns half no longer jointly own it together. Well, that's what would have to be done by domestic partners who own property together and the relationship has gone awry. So that's what they would have to do as far as their property that they own together, whether it's personal property, you know, bank accounts or whatever, or real property. And then if, in addition to that, if there's a child or children born of that relationship, then that's the paternity case, which affectionately referred to as a paternity case. Actually, Missouri is a parentage action, but nobody's ever heard of that word, so we call it a paternity <laughs> case. And a case under the Uniform Parentage Act here in Missouri will make a determination regarding what should be done as far as custody and support of that child. Yeah. Who is responsible for financially supporting the children? Both parents. The system that we have here in Missouri, whether it's a divorce case or a parentage case, involves calculation of support. We have a Rule 8801, the Supreme Court rule, and under Rule 8801, we have most many people have heard of Form 14, which is our form that we use, and that calculates the relative support obligation of both of the parties. So we mimic the responsibilities of the parties if it was an intact household. That the idea is if it's an intact household, both of the parties would be contributing to the support of the child or children. So if it's not an intact household, that's the same thing. Both of the parents are contributing to the support of the child or children. If one of the reasons for the divorce is that a child has been abused by one of the parents, how do you handle that? Well, that would typically be resolved if the child's been abused. There's a requirement under the law that a guardian ad litem be appointed, which is a, an attorney who is representing the interest of the child. And if there's been abuse, the expectation would be that there'd be very limited or probably supervised visitation in order to protect the child from that abuse is how that would be handled. It would be the typical outcome that you would expect from a situation like that. Diane Howard discussing family law on Show Me Today. To hear more on this and other topics from the Missouri Bar, go to missourilawyershelp.org slash is it legal to and spell that T-O. Again, missourilawyershelp.org slash is it legal to. Show me the day.